Hey, I'm Travis Vengroff from the Dark Dice Podcast, and you're listening to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morris, Peter, and Jessica talk about the one D&D playtest packet for expert classes. In the news, D&D cartoon action figures are coming soon, the Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous video game hits consoles, the Lord of the Rings 5e pre-orders have opened, and more, plus a brand new sketch about a dire change in the Burrows and Barrels playtest. This week on Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This podcast is sponsored by the Guild of Accountants. As a matter of full disclosure, I should make it clear that the Guild of Accountants is currently helping me cover up some uh, financial irregularities. Something about a, a little undeclared dragon's hoard or something. I don't know. The taxman was quite unfriendly about it, but I think we've got his number. Anyway, the Guild of Accountants, they account for you. Wait, is that really their slogan? It's awful. All the tabletop role-playing news We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, a.k.a. Morris, or Morris, a.k.a. Russ, and with me this week is... Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers. Russ has ever... It is a complete delight to be here. And furthermore, we have joining us a person who can carry off the absolutely fantastic Capri's purple one sweet luck. It's the one. It's the only. It's... It's me, Jessica from EM Publishing, what? who for context is wearing a purple jumper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> These are getting worse, i got to say. I'm not just, like, covered in chocolate. <laughs> uh. It's time for the awfully cheerful question. If you have a question, tag us on the socials with hashtag awfully cheerful question or email us at morrispodcast at gmail.com. If we answer it, we'll send you a free book. A free book? Ah, we're far too generous. That's what I say. Right then. So we have an awfully cheerful question this week, and this is from what? Tyler McConnell, who's a long-time listener, because I remember Ooh. Tyler contacting us long, long, long ago. Oh, about yeah, yeah. Someone, someone who never saw a free competition that they didn't like. I respect that. Yeah. So the question is, what's a TTRPG, by which Tyler means a tabletop, a role-playing game, in case you didn't know? Uh, oh, thanks for the heads up. I, I suspect you did know, but still. Uh, it's true. I'm just lying at this point. I don't know why. That hasn't yet had a video game adaption that should. Mm. Do you have thoughts? Yes. Tell about me about this question. About this question. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, them as well. Okay, that also. So tell me, Can tell me your thoughts. <laughs> tell me your thoughts about this question. Well, um, so there are two. There's two games I have in mind, and to be honest, I think these is because these are just games that I have in in my my brain generally. Uh, one of those is Thirsty Sword Lesbians, because what a game that would be. Mm. And I don't think I have to extrapolate on that. And the other one would be for Ten Candles, because I think if you had like a creepy horror kind of video game where you were it was going to end badly so you can't win so it's some sort of just as long as you can survive thing and it's slowly getting darker mm. indie horror multiple choice yes nice. yeah. so I, those... I think they've got games like that already that's uh, i know easy. but it's not themed on, it, but it's not based off that no, specific no. rpg but you've got prior um, art to work with which is pretty strong yeah exactly exactly so those would be my thoughts hmm. i honestly don't have an answer to this um Fortunately, I have two. Good. You can, you can, you can have Maybe one three. me. Oh. What, what about that one, Russ? You're pointing at Awfully Cheerful Ace. Engine. Yeah. Um, sure. Awfully Cheerful Engine is my Side answer. Side-scrolling <laughs> beat-em-up shooter. It's a way forward. Yeah. Yes. Or okay. it could be yeah. like an open world with loads of crazy characters. and it's That could be fun, actually. And anyone could be yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah so everyone's their own genre. And everyone's just wandering around doing stuff. Mm. That and you can't fun. die in Ace because you just kind of pass Ooh. out and come back. So it's mm. not like you can get snipered when you jump into the world and stuff. You just get like yeah. flattened cartoon style. Like yeah, there you go. That's my answer. Good. Yeah, which, like I my, which I came up with all my Which I came up with all my own. I was literally just gesturing to... Because that 
was my other answer, but I'd already done two. <laughs> okay. And Peter. Uh, Peter. I, I really got to answer this question quickly because the longer I take, the more answers I get. Because the very first thing that popped into my head was Lancer by Tom Abaddon, who is the just mech, like... The mech game. That the mech game, the tactical crunchy mech game with all the potential for exciting highfalutin uh, drama. How would that differ from other other mech games though? Because there are a few, aren't there? Yeah, sure, but like that's not. I I wasn't. Well, the question wasn't asked. What is the <laughs> what's the what's the TTRPG that doesn't have anything like it out there already? No, no it's like we already know that there is a market for mech games. Right, so, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. like, the customization of Lancer looks like it'd be really fun to do. Yeah. And you could do some, like, crazy Ace Attorney-style, um, like, cutscenes to follow along with a plot. Like, I don't want to open world. I want, like, a really strongly plotted-themed one to properly pile along with. So that'd be pretty sweet. Okay. Um, the second thing that bring, springs to mind is uh, the Blue Rose RPG, which you could have, like, an absolutely epic adventure path like uh, Kingmaker or something like that. But this time, it'd be. But for those who don't know, Blue Rose is a fantasy role playing game which is in the romantic fantasy tradition. So, like, we're talking Mercedes Lackey, Diane Duane, as opposed to Robert E. Howard. And that could be very, very cool as well. Again, for like story and just like, just have swords and sor- sorcery, but with a different twist. And I guess the third one that occurred to me is you know, I, I, I would actually very much enjoy maybe in sort of a Shadowrun style. Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. But it has had video game adaptions, hasn't it? It's had video adaption games of the board game. Right. But Not uh, this would be a role-playing okay. game. And playing through things like Shadow... Uh, what's it? Shadow of Reichland? Or, I, I probably fluffed that name completely. But like, it's got some pretty yeah. nice uh, stories. Yeah. And it would, be, it would be different. Again, it would be like something that we like. Like TTR. It'd be like a computer role-playing game. But yeah. leaning into a story with quite an interesting and vibrant world. Because there's been a lot of stuff for the 40k, the Warhammer 40,000 stuff. Mm-hmm. Loads of stuff. And it's been, you know, pretty interesting. But the fantasy role-playing, I've got Vermintide and Vermintide 2. And whilst I do love those games, it's not quite the same. Hmm. True. Okay. There we go. So that's our that's answer. We will be sending a copy of Orphan Travel Engine number one to Tyler. And I yes. think Tyler enjoys it very, very much. But yes. not a video game, because we don't have that. No. For the awfully cheerful engine. We don't. Not yet. We don't have a video yet. <laughs> we're, not, we're not even... And I'm going to be honest, we're not even planning on doing that. That's not even... <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah. Wait no, till I, it goes big on Twitter, and people are like, oh yeah, take uh, my money. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing we want to move on to the news, and I have a oh, segue <sighs> into the news from our awfully cheerful question. Are those awfully dangerous and like against walking? Um, maybe. Oh, sorry, that's a that's a segue, not a segue. Anyway, you were saying. Cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, um, <laughs> have you heard? Awkward silence. Of... <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen a segue? It's like one of those little things you stand on. It like takes you around I, places. I do, Peter. I do. I do know. Okay, I do you know go. what you mean. Thank you. Okay, um. Anyway, moving on to the news. Uh. So. Yes. Pathfinder. Wrath yes. of the Righteous. Strong name, like it. It is, and the logo is purple, much like my jumper and Cadbury's mm. branding, as we've already discussed. Mm. But yes. um, so there is uh, a game of of that. It raised over like two million on Kickstarter back in twenty twenty. Um, so it's been available on the PC, and now it is available on all the consoles. So if you play on PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo Switch, they're available on there now as well. Mm. And the PC, yeah. So, if you like your Pathfinder, uh, I don't know. I don't know much about the game. I haven't played it myself, but it is actually our half price on Steam. It's only Ooh. like twenty dollars on Steam uh, until October third. It's mm. more than half price. It's sixty percent off actually. So, it's, and it's like fifty dollars on the console to to get it. But yeah, so that became available. Uh, so that was Alcat Games and Paizo announced that. So, um, so that was my segue into tabletop RPG news with video wow. games, leading on from the awfully mm. cheerful question. You're welcome. Wow. My, my, my segue is nowhere near as smooth, or indeed a segue, but... Uh, <laughs> okay, um, it's, just, it's a non-sequitur. Yes. Let's call it what it is, man. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a change of discussion, really. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> D- 1980s D&D cartoon characters. Mm. Six-inch posable action figures. 
You can get a set including Wenger and the Dungeon Master. Nice. You can get some of the kid heroes, but not all of them. And you can get some giant dice as well, bizarrely. But, so you can get um, Hank the Ranger, you can get Diane the Acrobat, and you can get Bobby the Barbarian with Uni the Unicorn. And you can get the Dungeon Master and you can get Wenger. Nice. The packaging. Like, you wish those things. The packaging does look really retro. It is very, yeah. It looks like it's a vintage toy from like the 80s or something. Yeah, yeah, it does, doesn't it? I but imagine I, that's it, purposeful. I don't think they were just like, what a lovely surprise. But, they, but they're popping yeah. up everywhere at the moment, aren't they? So we've got these action figures. They are on the cover of that starter set, and they're in the D&D movie as cameos. And was there somewhere else they've appeared recently? Did you else? say the Brazilian Carad? The Brazilian Carad, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they've been, they've been popping up around the place. And I'm just wondering oh, if there's and Dragons anything. of Storm Rakhile, there was a nod to them on the cover. Yeah, yeah, that one. But, yeah, I wonder if they're planning on making a cartoon, another cartoon or something. Maybe. secret going on. Because they've been (laughs) popping up so many times recently that I'm starting to think there's something in it. Maybe. Or it could be they're just trying to appeal to the nostalgia. So maybe some people that play D&D when they're younger but don't as adults, they're trying to kind of draw those people back in. Because there's so so many new people that 5th edition's kind of come into playing D&D. So maybe they're like... Come back. <laughs> so yeah. Other people. I remember there were a lot of people who were in their late fifties, some early sixties, who approached when I was running a club and were like, "Oh, you know what? Uh, I haven't played it in years, but I'd like to get back into it." Mm. But yeah, there you go. So sticking on the whole kind of toys, but miniatures. Mm-hmm. This this one caught my eye. There's been a bunch of new miniatures announced recently, and we don't have to go into all of them, but. One that did jump out at me was this Mimic Colony Warband. Yes. So this is a what? whole load of mimics. Each of them is different. So we've got a chest, a barrel, a table, a flower pot, a chair, a wardrobe, and a bearskin rug. Oh, good lord. <laughs> That's the bearskin cool. rug out in June. is very cool. <laughs> it's coming out in June next year, 2023. $60 for the set. But yeah, it's just like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different mimics there. They're kind of all mid-transformation with, like, natural teeth coming out. So it's it's not just, like, a table you get that you're told to have. I don't know that I would ever really use them, but I still want them. Mm, mm, mm. They do look very cool. I think think the bearskin rug one looks very esoteric, Mm. and I like it. Yeah. And sticking sticking with miniatures, you can also get Jeff Goldblum as an elf sorcerer. (laughs) Do you remember? (laughs) Yes. Do you remember Jeff Goldblum appeared in a D&D podcast last year? I Was it a D&D podcast? Yeah, they, they actually came on our show, didn't they? The long road. Yeah, we did. I, we I, got, I got them all. Yeah. yeah, that was quite cool. Yeah. yeah. So you can now get a miniature of it. If you would like to hear more about <laughs> it, you can listen to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk episode 154. Wow. Did you just look that up or had you already prepared that? It's on the screen in front of me. Oh, I see. Okay, I am enough. a professional. Nice. Daryl is a professional, <laughs> and we are excellent at reading out his words. Thank yeah. you, Daryl, for covering us. <laughs> that is that is very, very cool, though. I, I also want that. So I want the mimics, and I want Jeff Goldblum. You can have the miniature of Jeff Goldblum, but I don't think you can... Not the actual own. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Imagine having Jeff Goldblum just wandering around your house, just being all Jeff Goldblum all the time. That'd be that would be great. That, that would, would be, be great. Well, you never know, Russ. I mean, after all, uh, as the guy says, uh, life finds a way. So, um, aliens... Yes. Alien, the RPG from Free League. You know Demiplane, the company that's making tool sets for digital tool sets for various platform, uh, various games. They've got Pathfinder and they've got a load of different ones. Oh, they're trying to D&D Beyondify a whole pile of other yeah, systems. And yeah. One, uh, yeah, and one, one of the people involved is one of the co-founders of D&D Beyond. So, seems plausible. Yeah, plausible. yeah. And they've got, they've got like half a dozen full tool yeah. sets up there. So, yes. yeah, they, they don't Amazing. Know. But they've just released the one for a- the Alien RPG and the, also the one for Mutant Year Zero. Nice. Yeah, so they, that's the same game system, isn't it? Am I right in that? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's the same engine, but they tweak them slightly yeah, tweak depending yeah, on yeah. the... Yeah. 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 Um, so they're in early access. Proper planned release of the character creators is coming in 2023. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, you can you can go along and check it out already, which is kind of cool. Yeah, there's a free starter booklet, hmm. um, and you can buy the actual core rule book for thirty dollars. 
Yeah. Talking mm. of character builders, I made a character builder this week. Mm. It's pretty good. All by myself. I just sat down and made one. Yeah. For what sort of new? Quite work. Not, yeah. not what sort of new, for level up. Yeah, I was about to say, was uh, it yeah. for what sort of new? No, Wait. it's for level up. What? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you made one. I did, that I did well. make one for what sort of new a few years ago. That, that exists. But this one is for level up. Um, it only makes first level characters. Because it's so complicated. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't think. But if you're going to have meaningful choices at every level, that is quite technically demanding. Yeah. yeah. So it only makes first level characters, but I'm pretty pleased with it, actually. Um, it needs a few tweaks, and it's still a work in progress, but it basically works. It makes a first level character. Yeah, it does. I'll try it out myself. Mm. Yeah. And then prints out a character sheet for you at the end. Ooh. I had uh, this Didn't morning, just this morning, I was getting finesse to work in the weapon line. Oh, on the, on the character nice. Sheet. Hey, good job. I was trying to work out how to do it. And I figured out how to do it, and now finesse works. And that's on A5E.tools, mm. if people want to have a look. Not yet, it isn't. Um, it, it will, will be, be on A5E.tools. Properly, properly finished, but you can well, find it you can show it to the public. enworld.org slash tools slash A5E slash, and then that should take you to it. Okay. That's where it's, that's where Maybe it's we'll just put a link in the show notes. That might be. Easier. Or we could just put a link in the show notes, but yeah. it will be on A five E tools when it's like properly yeah. ready for human consumption, as it were. This is just if you want to have a look at the work in progress. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty much there. It's just it's just tweaks now. There's yeah. nothing major to add to it. Well, uh, one, one level down, nineteen more to go. That's not happening. Times thirteen classes. <laughs> Oh. And then no. make sure you remember to multi-class as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, and multi-heritage. What was that? We've got too much choice in advanced first edition. That's yes. True. It's a terrible mm. burden to bear. Yeah. Yeah, what else have we got in the news anyway? Is there any more news that you guys can think of? Yes. Good. Uh. Tell me. Are you familiar with The Lord of the Rings? It's this, I'm not sure it's quite this niche book series. The Lord of, Lord the, of the what then? Lord of the Rings? Yeah, it's this niche... Well, he has like... Rings and he's like the Lord. Of I mean, there's a them? lot going on. I won't lie to you, but it's this niche. Fantasy... How many rings are we talking here? Well, I can see one on the cover, so definitely one. Like the Lord of the Ring, twenty tops. To be fair, <laughs> anyway, yeah. the Lord of the Ring role playing game, also by Free League. Uh, they they're taking pre orders uh, for the role playing game, which is then that's the five E adaptation of the One Ring. Um, um, so they're taking pre orders now, so you can go to their website and, and pre order it. You'll get the PDF straight away. That I game think, sort of. Wait. They did a Kickstarter. Oh, no, no, the one. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. about the, the one, one ring. ring. Yeah, the one ring. The one ring is that. I was very confused there for a second. Yeah. But yeah. this yeah. is the Lord of the Rings role playing game, which is yes. the 5E gotcha. E, gotcha. e version yes. of the one ring. Gotcha. Gotcha. We're there. Gotcha. You can now pre order it. Doing a Kickstarter. Correct. You yeah, can pre you can yeah. pre order it on their website. You get the PDF straight away. Uh, and well, I will be pre ordering it from their website right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Link is on enworlds.org. But yeah, uh, so you get the PDF straight away. But then the books will be coming in like March 2023. Yeah, I'm um, very interested in this. Very. So it's, it's this speaks of, to yeah. many of my interests. Mm. By, by many, I mean two. It speaks to mm. two of my interests: and Lord of the Rings. All right. Okay. I've got a copy of the One Ring, but I haven't actually played it yet. Yeah, I like the One Ring. Well, I've got the new the One Ring. Oh, I have got the new the One I Ring. Do. I I also have the old the One Ring, the Cubicle Seven one as well. Oh yeah, mm. the, yeah. I haven't got the yeah. Cubicle Seven one. I got the Free League one. Yeah. Right. In the news, also, oh, our Kickstarter ends on Monday. Woo. The Dungeon Delver's Guide. Yeah. <laughs> so it ends on Monday. Um, so if you do want in on that Kickstarter, you literally have a couple of days to get in on it, depending when you listen to this. It's just hit £155,000. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up on the next stretch goal, which is 160, then the one after that is 170. I'm hopeful it will hit that 170, because you always get the big bump at the end of a Kickstarter. So I'm hopeful we'll get that and get the final two tile sets for the dungeon generator. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, yes. Oh, very exciting. People will be getting their PDFs on Monday night. They will. Nice. I'll be staying up late to, to go through and do a little bit of admin on that as well. I will be staying up late Ooh. also. And then, because uh, the Kickstarter's finished, I'm going to go on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the next day. Fair enough. Yeah, I will not be going on holiday, sadly. But this is the... You can get the special fancy collector's edition by the Kickstarter, mm. which we don't sell on our website. Mm. And aren't available in your friendly local gaming stores, so... yeah. Yeah, that, we'll have those uh, probably if we've got any left at um, conventions, but they won't be. Yes, yeah, yeah. We do want print run them, yeah, so at conventions, but 
There yeah. are people there. Okay then. Um, so I wanted to talk about quickly about one interesting looking, um, actually two interesting looking Kickstarters I spotted. Oh yeah. Cool. One is called the Monster Overhaul. Yeah. So you know what we did with the monstrous menagerie. What Paul so Hughes did. Same yeah. Lines. Yeah. So it's all the monsters, but a load of extra at the table information. So um, you got like tables of names and you've got like maps um you've got you know maps of inns and villages and stuff like this mercenary page here it's got mm. appearances um 1d20 reasons we can't fight today mercenary names and their leaders names and their reputation so basically all the stat blocks in the monster book yes all just 200 plus of them yes. all just with loads of just extra information I mean, that's pretty awesome. And, and, and like it, mini dungeons just, you know, placed throughout, about 20 of them throughout the, uh, throughout the yeah. book. I, I mean, that is pretty cool. Uh, I, I already have the advanced fifth edition Monstrous Menagerie, which does a lot of that. Yeah. Don't have the little dungeons. There is an overlap. I mean, it's, yeah. it's different material though, so yeah. You know, yeah, you that's know, true. Working on the Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you about. Yeah. And yeah. that's using the, what's it? The, huh, but there's limit. Is it using, is it, from DMs Guild or how they able to uh, use this? Well, it's on Kickstarter, so we're on Kickstarter. DMs Guild. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking about things like Twig Blights, mm. collecting those, but yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other one I wanted to mention very, very yeah. quickly was, and this looked quite interesting as well. Over a hundred unique session ideas for five years called One Shot Wonders from mm. Modern Play Press. They've been on our show before. Yes. Um, and this one ends on Wednesday, October the 12th. It's a couple yeah. of weeks. Um, it's done very well. It's got a week, it's got 122,000 raised so far. But it's a, it's a book where every two pages there's a new adventure for levels one to eight, like session ideas. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah Roll play press. Were they the people that we talked about on Discord where they reduced the random table thing and mm. then they got all of the advertising money dumped on them and just mm. made an absolute mm. ton. Mm. Yeah, they, oh, were, okay. they were one of the early Backer Kit success stories. Yes, right. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Back when Backer Kit, I think, like, had only done it with, like, a, you know, a dozen mm. or so different companies at that yeah, time. Yeah. Now they've done it with hundreds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and you look at their kick track graph and you can see how it trickles along, trickles along, trickles along, and halfway through after two weeks, Backer Kit step in, suddenly it turns into a... <laughs> straight into the stratosphere. Yep, power of advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that was the two I wanted to mention very quickly because they both caught my eye. Mm. Pretty cool. I have one as well. Okay. Uh, okay. Against the Fairy Queen. Mm. Um, it's like a Celtic fantasy. Mm. Uh, so it's Celtic Roman fantasy. And yeah, so it's it's designed by, um, if you know, the Legends of Avalon. Uh, mm-hmm. for that system but it was also compatible with 5e so you can use it for that yeah and it sounds really cool we, I had them on not D&D a month or two ago a little while back mm. and we talked about this there's like an in-depth chat about it on there if you want to have a listen mm. but yeah it just seems really cool it's full of like Celtic mythology it's got loads of monsters from mm. there it's got loads of lore and it's about kind of the fae and mm. yeah and there's a little heist in it as well as one of the adventure yeah. parts which suck for a heist so but yeah, and that that's running uh, until October 11th as well. So that's very cool. And they have these, because um, Legends of Avalon works with a card-based system, like a deck of cards, and they have this custom uh, card deck that you can optionally get with it. You can just use your regular playing cards of, of your own. But the one they've made for it looks really pretty with the artwork. So um, hmm. yeah, Ooh, so that was one I wanted to shout good. out. And they're very nice people. They're on the podcast. Lovely. Hey. Lovely, lovely. Mm-hmm. Right. Are we done with the news? That's quite a short news. Well, it's not a short news section because we're like using the topic of the week to discuss the big news of the week, aren't we? Otherwise, that would have taken up tons of time. Oh, I can't believe they're ruining burrows and bear owls. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, you didn't see the new rules change where they're turning the bear owls into owl bears? sure about that <laughs> absolutely it was in their video announcing the trailer for the live stream of the new playtest packet it was on all the new sites so you read the playtest that changes the bear owls to owlbears well I, you know i haven't actually read the playtest just yet but it was on the video and you're sure that's what they said in the video well i, I didn't watch the video either wait 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 then how do you know they're changing it wait it was all over the internet 
Everyone was talking about it. Yeah, there's like 170 new vlogs on YouTube, 84 live streams, and it trended on Twitter for like four minutes. Huh, but you haven't seen the video or read the playtest. Why would I need to see the video for myself? Yeah, it's not like it's possible for someone to misunderstand the content of a video, interpret it in the worst possible way, then react online as if that worst interpretation was verified fact. Then that person's followers spreading the misinformation across the entire internet with hundreds of people also angrily repeating the same criticisms and a huge strange reaction without even attempting to verify it for themselves. You know, just for a lark. Bear with me here. Just for a, just for a lark. Could you maybe try, you know, st- stick with me this, looking at the playtest document? Look, if I can't trust the opinions of strangers on the internet, who can I trust? <laughs> you can take your own screenshots of the text for when you're outraged. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, huh. Oh, yeah, look at this. Huh. Turns out they're just adding an extra option for stats for owls and bears on their own, in addition to the existing stats for bear owls. Well, I feel a bit silly now. Right. You're telling me they're making stats for owls and bears independent of bear owls? This... IS AN OUTRAGE! Malak the Maleficent here. If, like me, you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing on Patreon for exclusive bonus content every week and the warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you are helping to keep the show going. Subscribe at patreon.com slash morris. There, I said it. Can you stop staring at me like that now? The things I do. All right, all right. Don't forget, patreon.com slash morris. Can I go now? So, this playtest document is for the expert classes. It dropped Mm -hmm. yesterday. Yes. It's 37 pages PDF. You can go and grab it right now. We should throw some context in there because we're saying expert classes, like people know what we're talking about. I was getting to that. So stuff. The, Crack on. That was the end of the sentence that I was halfway through. We're just so <laughs> excited, Russell, that we cannot wait for you to finish speaking. Okay. So, we're not going to interrupt you. <laughs> so, that the really classes. so what they've yeah, done is awful. they've divided the classes into groups. Yes. So we've got experts, mages, priests, and warriors. Mm-hmm. There are three broad class groups. Yes. And this is the expert yes. section, which is the bard, ranger, and rogue. Yes. Mages, I mean, obviously, sorcerer, warlock, and wizard. Mm-hmm. Priests, cleric, druid, and paladin. Interesting. And warriors, barbarian, barbarian fighter, and monk. Mm-hmm. So that's how they divided them. Oh. Um, yep. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of always kind of been the case in previous editions anyway I think was it 2E that had warriors priests rogues and probably mages wizards this is new to me because I've only come in at 5th edition that's what I've played hmm. with d I'm not sure how I feel about this am I well, worried well it's not it's not actually a rules mechanic it's just a way of categorising I know but I'm worried it being listed explicitly will make people think they need a paint by numbers to build their party I don't know huh? Do you know what I mean? I mean it's like, well, we, yeah, that's what class. I mean. Well, the, traditionally, yeah. that was always what it was. You'd have one from each of those, uh, each of those yeah. groupings. Yeah, but now I love when you play 5e games and everyone plays a chaotic bard and you're just a group of people. <laughs> it's like, those campaigns <laughs> yeah. are great. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Like, and the subclasses allow you to play fast and loose and do all sorts of crazy things to... Yeah. Like, I'm playing a... I, I actually get to play a game. It's very exciting. Where I get to play a druid who appears to be doing the, the striker role, the old damage per range, damage per round which is a very weird experience for me, but I'm looking forward to seeing how that works. Nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was so, my initial reaction to it. But like you say, mechanically, yeah. it doesn't look like it has a huge... So, yeah, I mean, what they said was, like, mechanically, the, the, the groupings doesn't make any difference, but occasionally something might refer to a grouping. Mm. It looks like spells and things like that. So Yeah. So, I mean, there's three spell lists. So divide the spell lists into three types. You've got arcane, yeah. divine, and primal spell lists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the ranger uses the primal spell list. The wizard will mm-hmm. use the arcane. The cleric will use divine. The bard, it says, potentially uses all three. Mm-hmm. So, so they divided spell lists into three separate spell lists instead of class-specific spell lists. Mm-hmm. Which I think 
Did they do that with 4E? I'm trying to remember all the additions and things like that. I think they did that with 4E. They had different power sources in 4E. Yeah. Um, As I recall, and this is a game that I did... I've never claimed familiarity with 4E. I've actually played it a couple of times, so Mm. I'm quite out of date. But they definitely had different power sources, which powered different class archetypes. Yeah, it was Arcane, Divine, Primal, and Martial, I believe, were the four power sources, I think. Which is not dissimilar from here. We've got Expertise, Arcane, and then Divine and Primal are mashed together. And there's no explicit martial power source, so... Well, here they are Arcane, Divine, and Primal separately, but no Oh, martial. yeah, I'm, I'm talking about it in the class group, so they've mixed oh, in Divine and Primal. Right, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they've got, like, the separate category, but it's also in one category, which I find a bit strange. But maybe, maybe they're going to expand it. Yeah. It's quite interesting. too. Yeah, it's quite interesting mm. what they're talking about, what's coming ahead in the playtest programme. They've yeah. listed all the things that are coming ahead and what we can expect in future documents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be revised versions of every class from the yes. player's handbook. Yeah. yeah. 48 subclasses. Uh, new and revised spells, new and revised feats, new weapon options for certain classes, a new system for creating a home base for your characters. That I'm interested okay. in, actually. Like revised a encounter sort of feature. Yeah. Revised mm. encounter building rules and yep. new and revised monsters. That's what we're going to see in the coming month. Nice. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what's your like top level, very quick impression of this playtest document? Um, I didn't feel, find it that exciting to read through. Right. No. <laughs> Sorry, that was my first impression. There we go. Mm. I mostly, I, 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 if if I hadn't. I knew we were going to be discussing it on the podcast, so I read the whole thing because I was like, well, I should be able to talk about it because, you know, professional mm. and all that. But um, had it just been for me as a person who played D&D, I probably would have skimmed the first two pages and been like, uh, fine. Right, right, okay. That's my honest first initial feedback. Yeah, Peter. okay. Well, Russ, do you remember how on many occasions we've asked guests of the podcast, so what do you think of X, Y, and Z development in the game industry? And they're like, I don't know. I've been keeping my head down working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was after that they, or, or just as they were producing a Kickstarter. So I'm actually, I've actually been quite focused on things that are not, basically my focus has been looking at the Kickstarter that I want to look at, which is my own and mm-hmm. not a lot of else. So I haven't, I haven't read this. However, in my finest traditions, if I can't know what I'm talking about, I have sought out the expertise of someone who does know what they're talking about. You're just going to copy somebody else's opinions. <laughs> well, You've picked a good person, though, because I believe it I, is I, Mr. Paul Hughes you're going to quote. If I'm going to rely on an analysis, then mm-hmm. Paul Hughes, I, I think I am on fairly safe ground there. I'm not mm. going to come out with a hot take. I know at least Paul has read the document. <laughs> Can I also just say that how funny it is because you're literally doing the sketch scenario yes, right now. I, I was just thinking that as well. <laughs> the irony was not lost to me, I assure you. <laughs> the, sketch has not, the sketch has not yet ended. <laughs> Before we get live. I have like, I didn't spend hours reading this. I spent a half hour reading through and picking up bits so I'm not hugely... But yeah, I mean the class groups thing was new to me. I was like, oh that's interesting and I was hmm. a bit worried about that to start with if they're doing something more substantial with it but like you say it doesn't look like mechanically it makes a huge bit of difference so there's nothing to stop you having a crazy group of just bards running around and yeah yeah one thing that i did notice was that some things were there were some spells that were reactions instead of i can't remember what it was actions now. or bonus actions yeah what was it there was a yeah. reaction there was something was a reaction that i was like that's cool i like that I think maybe it was it was it with the bard with oh bardic inspiration uh, as I can make out you can use that as a reaction yes and after somebody's yeah. failed a roll I think it said or something like that you, which I was you like you can use your reaction Ooh. to give them the uh, uh, the bonus dice yeah which I thought was yeah. quite cool so that was because um, yeah. it, yeah. it makes certain more sense compared to the other way around where you would say something and hope that they would have the opportunity to use it. Yes. And quite often that didn't actually happen. And I think so they've done the same with... feels good. Yeah, yeah. And mm. I think they've done the same thing with the guidance as well for the cleric. Ooh, nice. Let me just check that, that I'm not making that up, because yeah. I could... You, you could easily have thrown that in by... I could easily yeah. have made it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am confused that paladins and rangers are not in the martial classes. Yeah, that was interesting. Well, there isn't a martial. Oh, yeah, there is. There's warriors. There is. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I assume that was because their power came from their their faith in their mm. higher being, which 
you know. Yeah. But then, but then by again, that well, token... Rangers, Rangers are actually in the expert class. Yeah, yes. but as I said, it doesn't, it's still, it doesn't actually really matter because the class groups don't have any rules in themselves. It does say that like other rules can refer to them. So like, only yeah. members of the mage group, it says, might be able to attune to like a particular item or something, or a feat might be only available to members of the warrior group or something yeah. like that. So that's kind of how it works. Yeah, I mean, what, what they're doing is they're setting out the stall. They're saying these are essentially power sources and you can expect people in this group to do X, Y, Z, or W, mm. depending upon what it is. So it's like, am I to expect that Rangers is ro- So I would expect from this, Rangers rogues, both experts, I'd expect their damage per round to be at a certain level of parity, which the good Mr. Hughes informs me that they are. But now yeah. I'm wondering, so what about the Paladin? Because Paladins have previously been kind of wild with their they're smite defi- ability. Yeah, they're definitely more warrior-y than, say, a druid, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, a druid, druid does have, warrior has one of the many aspects that you can capture with a druid. But I mean, paladins, all of the priests do, but yeah, the clerics do as well, but paladins yeah, are more... but awesome. paladins are explicitly holy yeah. warrior, smite evil, see evil, yeah. smite evil, and with mm-hmm. absolute bucket loads of dice. And I have slight concerns that in the current edition of 5e, paladins just outshine fighters. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not... I. I and it just feels like kind of bad. Like fighters have a bit of a boost in the levels where most people's can play, levels one to ten, because you've got like the air size at four, six, and eight, which is a big help. But you know, paladins just can do more damage per round and have better survivability, mm. which seems like it might be a problem. So I don't know. I mean, essentially, what I'm hoping for is really buffed fighters, barbarians, and monks. Mm. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. So it's like, you know, we've got a set, set set of damage for the experts. What is the marshals going to be that makes them really distinctive and mm. really fun to play? Yeah. Well, I think... But I'm, we'll have to wait for further play cards. Yeah, we'll have to wait. I am yeah. intrigued by that as well, because the vibe yeah. I got, unfounded maybe, uh, mm-hmm. from the previous information we have about 1D&D, is that it, they're kind of bringing magic down a bit to make the fighters yeah. seem just as good opposed to bumping up the fighters is kind of mm. the theme i saw but obviously i don't mm. have the details of it so i can't say so i'm intrigued to see them no. but mm. i was intrigued to see the experts thing as well because i play i'm playing a bard at the moment in level mm-hmm. up so i was kind of comparing to that and i do love me a rogue as well yeah. what i did notice about these is that it seems that mm. and i was about to say you get a, you get something at every single level mm. Um, then I just looked at the bard's table and you don't actually get one at 13th or 17th, so that's not actually true. But mm-hmm. you've definitely got things at more levels than you had before. Mm-hmm. Um, like there are fewer dead levels there. Yeah. yeah. I, suppose, uh, I, I suppose with the bard you get extra spells at those levels, so you do get things every level. Uh, a dead level for those unfamiliar with the ins and outs fit being a level where you get you, you go up a level, but you don't get an extra class fix. You get some hit points, you may get a mm. spell. Mm. But you don't get anything new, exciting, unique about your character, and that is that is a, I guess, a great white whale of D and D five e design trying to make sure that's done. I think they've looked using the exploration pillar, really leaning mm. into that, has really helped that out. Yeah. Tell you what, I also noticed there's a new bit of terminology in there. Mm. Oh yes. Called a D twenty test. D20 test. So... Yeah, this is in the back, isn't it? Yeah. For example, when another creature within 60 feet of you that you can see or hear fails a D20 test, you can use your reaction to give the creature a bardic inspiration die. So it's not an ability check or an attack roll or anything. It's a D20 test. is like a new um, new bit of terminology oh, in the game. Yes. So a D20 test, they've got a glossary at the back. So I'm going to have... just look up the actual definition of a D20 test. There are test. three types of D20 tests. <gasps> three?! One Goodness of which me. is an ability check. It's a, an attack roll, an ability check, and a saving throw. Yes. yes. So it's a term yeah. that it's a term that yeah. covers all three of those. They're calling it a D20 test. Yes, they, they've explicitly named the core mechanic, mm. which oh. I think is really good. Yeah. Because I, I've spent a lot of time preaching to people, saying, look, we don't have skill tests, we don't have thought saves, we've got a single, unified D20 plus ability score plus proficiency. That mm. is how it works. Mm. Which often falls on deaf ears. But, so it's nice that they're making it explicit so people will actually be playing the game as opposed yeah. to whatever it, it is that they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd agree that the, the language makes it seem yeah. 
simple as well. It also feels accessible if you were jumping in new mm. as well. Yes. Because it's like a D20 test. If you're a new player, you're like, I guess I'm going to have to pick up my D20. <laughs> like, mm. you know. It, you're not wrong there. Yeah. So you can roll that <laughs> and then look around at somebody and be like, and what do I add to this? Which is how I continue to play D&D to this day. No, that, that could actually be a really good piece of like information to help people learn the game a bit. Which a, I'm, yeah. as you know, a big fan of. It's a yeah. small thing, but I think the language yeah. does make it seem a bit The other, the other thing I noticed was the 20th level feature. of each class from the player's handbook have been dropped down to 18th level. Oh. And at 20th level, they've now got something called Epic Boons. Yes. Oh, yes. Right. So the Epic Boon of the Bard, for example, Mm -hmm. you gain the Epic Boon of the Luck Feat or another Epic Boon Feat of your choice. So you get a feat. Mm. Let me look at the Ranger. Is that also similar? Level 20. You gain the Epic Boon of Fortitude Feat or another Epic Boon Feat of your choice. So you get you get one of these Epic Boon Feats mm. at, at 20th level. Yeah. For example, Epic Boon of Skill Proficiency is you gain proficiency in all skills. Yeah. Epic Boon of Speed. Your speed increases by 30 feet. Epic wow. boon of undetectability. You can't be seen or heard by any means, magical or non-magical, while you are hidden. So basically, there's a whole bunch of these epic boons. Let's, let's see how many there are. Oh, there's loads of them. Okay, yeah. there's quite a few. So one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, there's like a dozen uh, or more of them. Okay. And they're just like abilities. The you get you get a choice of abilities. They're divided. Some of them are divided by prerequisites of the various groups, like epic mm. boon of undetectability, expert group only. Yeah. Epic boon of the unfettered expert or warrior group. Yeah, you know things like that. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's what that's what you get at twentieth level now. One of those. These yeah. are epic big things, but I suppose at twentieth level you are like god level, yeah. really. Epic boon mm. of peerless aim. Twentieth level, um, expert or warrior group. You make a ranged attack against a target at range and miss. You can cause the attack to hit instead. Once you yeah. use this benefit, you can't use it again until you roll initiative. Yeah, there's um, some actually some quite interesting things here. They've introduced almost a third state, uh, by which I mean, yeah, like you have your party and they can have had a long rest or they can have had a short rest. And now you can have had and now you've rolled initiative. So that's that's like a third refresh state sort of thing. I thought I heard they were getting rid of short. Well, they have been trying quite hard to do so, but I've seen them referenced all over the place here, so they're not they're not missing from this. It is no, well, it is still a hmm. thing, but I think some spells have taken out the short rest feature, so it seems like lot, it's and, being and made a lot less. of abilities what? that once were you can do it per short rest. Yeah. Uh, you can do it a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus per long right. rest. That's the is one. What I they've did. generally been moving to. That's yeah, what I was yeah. trying to say. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, you can, you can use it. You can't use it until you roll initiative again. Again, it's basically once per combat, basically, isn't it? Once mm. per encounter, which is kind of similar to short rest, sort of in a in a way. Well, I mean, effectively, yeah, yeah. Not, but you don't always want to take a short rest. So maybe they're keeping short rest for a thing that's very useful for, which is allowing a quick break to get let people get their hit points back. Yeah. But it's also allowing for, we, like I found this very much at low level play, where you're doing like the ultimate D&D experience, which is you've got a mission, you're on your mission, you want to go, you've had a fight because it's trying to stop you from completing your mission, mm-hmm. mm. and then you have to stop for an hour. And that is sort of very jarring, because you've got sort of the break between what your characters would do, which is they'd push on, because that's what heroes do, mm. and what the players know is the best thing to do, which is we can't take another fight, we've used all our resources, we need to refresh them. Mm. And on for things like fighters, warlocks, the narrative argument against having a short rest was very compelling, and also meant that these clad characters had a very difficult time. Mm. Yeah, I think it is, I think... This whole document is meant to be a reaction to how people are actually playing it. So mm. that change, yes. I think, is exactly what you said, Peter. Reaction to how people are actually playing. So yeah, is there anything you dislike particularly about it? Huh? Uh, is there I, anything that rubs you the wrong way at all? Or I don't think I've read it in depth enough to have like to shake my fist at the sky and scream about it just yet. <laughs> right. I just yeah. what, I have, what I have noticed is it's not as much a departure from five years I was expecting. No, it's very similar. In fact, the, the spell list they have put 
a little asterisk next to things that are different in terms of the school and stuff. And there's, mm. like, on the first page, I can see, like, there's loads of them, and I can see about four asterisks or something. So mm. it that's why I, th- I think I said earlier it is a bit boring to read, which maybe is a bit unfair, but I think it's because it wasn't that it wasn't that different. Mm. And I'm sure there's little tweaks they're making that will make a difference to gameplay and all these things. And But I think it is very much one D&D is going to be 5th edition, just, you know, slightly tweaked yeah. and... And, you know, given a bit of a face. I do, I've got one thing that I do find does gripe me slightly is the hidden condition. Mm. Where you are either, I mean, this is one Paul spotted for me, so it could work, Paul. But you're either potentially concealed from one enemy and not another. The hidden condition means you're either concealed from all or none of the enemies. Mm. And there's no potential middle ground, which... Uh, simpler, I suppose, which... I, I know, but I, I, I enjoy being a rogue and hiding from people. And it's like, well, if one spots me, maybe some of us don't. Mm. And it's just like... Mm, it feels like this could be tricky. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah, there's that's I, true. There is one yeah. thing I do like, yes. is that they provided recommendations a lot of the time. So, for example, uh, each bard level, I'm just looking at right now, It rec- you can choose whatever bard spells you want, or mm-hmm. whatever the grouping is, quite not um, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, it, it sort of say, okay, first level spells, you know, prepare these ones. Uh, at th- if you're a third level, prepare this first level spell and these second level spells and things as suggestions for people who just want to really, really quickly jump in there. So you don't have to... Like mm. picking them yourself, or you can pick them yourself, of course. But I like I like the way that they recommend stuff for you. Yeah, yeah. It's not strictly new because in the player's handbook they've always had if you want to jump straight in, this is what you can do. But you're correct in that this is like an extended list mm. to help you learn the game, which I think is yeah, yeah, quite quite good. It is yeah. quite nice because that's what puts I mean, what... me off being a spellcaster a lot of the time is like I have mm. to go and do some homework. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. they said here is that where a class offers a decision, I'm reading from the book here, yes. where a class offers a, deci- a decision, a suggested choice is presented, especially at lower levels. This makes it easier to create characters quickly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And I thought that's that's quite a good idea. In a yeah. sense, though, I suppose basically they're making a pre-gen for you at that point, though, aren't they? Yeah. If they're, if they're suggesting what your choice is each time you make a choice, they've made you a pre-gen. Uh, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but a pregen you sort of have to. It feel, I, I would feel well, like it's a pregen that you have to write out longhand yourself. You can basically say things like, "Oh, I don't like that spell. I wouldn't take yeah. it. I'll have a different one." Yeah, but it's like it's a good. It's, a, it's sort of like the skeleton of a pregen, and you can flesh it out yourself. Yeah, which probably. yeah is 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 a nice way to do it. I do like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else is there? I mean, you know, it is. It is definitely five E still. It's not. It's yeah. not a six E. It's five point five E. Maybe not yeah. even quite point five E. Five point two. I don't e, even I don't think it's five point five. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Five so it's, it's still. It is still going to be very compatible with existing adventures and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, there's still no support for the exploration tree. Uh, exploration. So that's I would right. expect. So, I would expect to see that in this document. So the ranger. Look at the ranger. Okay. Okay. No exploration abilities whatsoever. I mean, they've got what have we got. We've got uh, increased speed, yeah, and we've got some skill expertise. Um, you get an ability to hide. Oh. Um, you get some blind sight and stuff. But really, that does not feel like a sort of wilderness character to me at all. Oh, and this is very interesting. Actually, uh, they have spellcasting from level one. Yes, look at the ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I mean, because you. Uh, unless you oh, yes, are do, yeah. super into rangers, you, you might not know that it's like a level two that they yeah, yeah. Uh, previously had it. They get expertise, huh? I so, imagine so. I think they're going to do that with the paladin as well. Well, yes, I think so. I'm going to say intrigued. yes. Yeah, I, I I don't know because obviously it's all wild, and I am obviously not hugely familiar with this document. But mm. I also noticed that they have fighting styles has level one feats, right? So I'm wondering if they're going back in time to Furded and saying, hey, do you want a bunch of feats at first level? Play a fighter. Or was it a ranger? Mm. I can't remember how to power going Furded. Mm. I wasn't very good at it. And then people took a couple of levels in fighter or ranger or whatever, got all the feats, and then they went and played what they actually wanted to play. But they seem to have... They seem to have... Oh, yes, favourite enemy. Does that actually do something now? You are adept at focusing your ire on a single foe. 
Yeah. You always have the Hunter's Mark spell prepared, and yes. it doesn't count against the number of spells you can prepare. Yeah. Moreover, you don't have to concentrate on the spell once you cast it. It lasts for its full duration until you end it as a bonus action or until you are incapacitated. That's Favoured Enemy. Nice. That's different. Yeah. I, I mean, it means Favoured Enemy now has a point. Mm. I, I mean, I'm not saying it didn't have a point before, but... It was, what was it, advantage on intelligence and wisdom checks related to creatures of a certain specific thing? I didn't I, I say, I I didn't I say can't, what... I can't remember what the you, core you chose, IV version you... is. I know what the, the level up version is, but it's well, different well, again. It's, a, it's the same, Russ. So I'm is telling it? you, yes. Right. Which is that there's, I mean, advantage on intelligence checks is a much bigger deal in level mm. up because you have tests that you do when you're encountering or before you encounter the monster where that will be super relevant, mm. but which you would have to entirely improvise using a monster manual mm. or your own homebrewed system of such things. Mm. So here they've given it more teeth, which is to actually make Hunter's Mark a proper class feature. Mm. Uh, it's still a spell, but you don't have to concentrate on it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. I mean, yeah. Sure. I'm looking at the Wagyu. As it's oh, yes, yes, yes. The Wagyu. I think it's yeah. actually uh, pronounced a rouge, but, um, yeah. <laughs> both was, for the signs. Was the East Cant a first level feature before? Yes. It was, was it? I can't remember. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Turns out Thieves Can. Hey! Sorry. <laughs> thieves Can. Yes, we can. <laughs> um, sneak attack there at first level. Expertise yeah. into skill proficiencies, which I presume That's is still same. doubling your, um, is it still doubling your? Yes. Bonus? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which make which 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 makes a mockery of the uh, DC skill table. So I'll be interesting to see how they square that circle. Mm. You know, it's like five, ten, fifty. Like everyone knows what that looks like, but people yeah. Are like, but how can I possibly apply this? Yeah. Mm. Sorry, I'll be quiet. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Sneak attack looks fairly similar. It's worded differently, but basically looks similar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't see. If you've, got, if you've got advantage, or there's an ally adjacent, you're using a finesse weapon or a ranged weapon, and you do extra damage equal to d6 is equal to half your rogue level laid round up. I'm glad yeah. um, reliable talent stayed in because I always find that so strong, <laughs> mm. and I was worried they were going to take it out because they're like, "This is ridiculous." Yeah. But no, they kept it in, and that's great because I love playing ridiculous rogues. Yeah. Do you feel that this is generally more complex, more simple, or about the same? Same. About the same. Yeah, it's it's not introducing new features. It's a lot of it's a lot more polished. Mm. It feels like right than the original. One. It sort of feels like the sort of D and D that I think people were expecting in twenty fourteen. Mm. Is that does that just sound completely nuts? Maybe I don't. Know. I can't, I can't yeah. remember twenty fourteen. No, fair enough. I'm aware that it happened. I, I completely remember yesterday, so it's fair. I'm aware yeah. that I lived through that year, but I don't remember it. There's nothing yeah. here that's like really shocking or interesting to me, and nothing that's really got me worried. And it does give me confidence that when Wizards of the Coast said this isn't a new edition, this is just you know mm. it's staying as five E. I I do think that's that is what they're doing. Mm. Gasp. Um, uh, well, we got things like I mean, like. Just looking at the thief, that's been given a fairly major upgrade with the thieves' reflexes, thieves' reflexes, mm. uh, where you get take a second cunning action at level fourteen. Mm. Paul's eagle eyes spotted that one. I'm like, okay, that's actually quite good. I believe there was a fairly major nerf. He said in that you could not do sneak attack damage off your turn, which meant that if someone, so basically, you can only do sneak attack damage once per once per round yeah. or during your turn. Or, or once per turn, sorry, let me be precise, which meant that you could do sneak attack damage during your turn, but you could do a second sneak attack in your turn. Mm. But if you got something to trigger it outside of your turn, then you'd be able to add to your damage, which was a major way for rogues to keep up with everyone else and the damage they could do. So Once on each of your turns when you take the attack action, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, that, 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 that's that. So Paul said it was taken so you couldn't do it off turn. Yeah, well, it says once just... on each of your turns when you take the attack action. Specifically, yeah. it says that, so that's the only time you can do it. Ah, on each of your turns. Yeah, you're quite right. There we go. So that's uh, that's the thing. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a fairly major difference. I'll tell you one thing I've noticed. Yeah. So you know when 5B was coming out, I said I couldn't remember 2014, but I do remember this about 2014. The big thing was natural, well, one of the many, was yeah. natural language. 
right? Yes. As opposed to the sort of three point X sort of style of having very very codified things with certain. Or oh, God helps you, fourth edition, which as I like, stuff, yeah, which had a very definite technical layout, which yeah. has a technical manual was great, and has you're trying to read the game was pretty. Well, I feel like I feel that this is a move back towards that, not fully, mm. but it's like a halfway move back towards that. There's less natural language and more sort of like layout type this 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 rather yeah. than a, a paragraph of text. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's more of that, a more sort of standard formatting for, say, like a feat or, say, for an ability or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. something that's been going on, heralded for quite some time. Like, Jeremy mm. Crawford has moved his interpretations to move away from natural language understanding. Mm. So, yeah, that, that would that would explain it. Yeah. Notice there's repeatable feats and non-repeatable feats. Yeah. So you, what does that mean? Does that mean you can take them twice? Yeah, they don't. What, they can't. Feats? Yeah, yeah, they can't stack. Then I guess. Yeah, but, but like I'm looking at athlete, for example. Yeah, you took that twice. You get the ability score increase by one yeah. point, but I mean, you gain a climb speed equal to your speed, so that wouldn't change. It'd still be equal to your speed. Yeah. When you're prone, you can. Yeah, these things would all be exactly the same. Yeah. I'm not sure why. Is that? Is that? Is. Am I misunderstanding? Repeatable. Yeah. If repeatable no. is repeatable, you can take it more than once. Yeah. Well, that. Seems like I think there's few that, a trap. There's a few that are, like, like the ability score improvement is technically... Yeah. Well, athlete's not repeatable. I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Yeah, um, that's the, oh, it's not it's repeatable. That, so that, that's, yeah. that's, so that's why I thought problem. you were saying. Yeah. I was like, well, that's probably why they made it not. Yeah. I think if you look through most of them, most of them are not repeatable. Like the repeatable one I can see is ability score improvement. Yes. Ability score improvement. Is that, is there another Which one? is a big change. It's not ASI or feet. Oh, right. I'm not, I'm not. ASI is, is a feat. feat, yeah, which is different language, yeah. which actually I think simplifies it and makes it easier for you to understand. Well, I literally wrote a book on it, so I personally really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Where was this a couple of weeks ago? Eh? I'm looking uh, through. I can't, find, I can't to find... find any other repeatable. Yeah, well. I'm looking through, yeah. and I can't see it. Peter, can you can you see any? Are we being? Well, there's elemental adept, obviously. Is that? That's repeatable. Uh, elemental very... adept lets you check. Um, what's it? Uh, makes you really good. It. Uh, it's on page 17. Oh, so yes, one, yeah, that one yeah. is, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that one, I think, has always been assumed to be repeatable. Yeah. That's, that's the only one. Yeah. That's the only one yeah. I can see. Yeah. Uh, but it's got improvement and elemental adapt are the only ones. Uh, I am struggling to remember it because it's just... Well, they've, they've got more, there are more feats coming, aren't there? This is just yeah. our first... Peak. Well, these are just the ones the experts can take. Exactly. So maybe there's more with spellcasters, which might make yeah. more sense. They might have more stackable abilities yeah. there. Yeah, it's ASI and Elemental Adept. Yes, yeah, yeah. And Elemental Adept, you repeat it, it says yes, but you must choose a different damage type each time for any In 5th edition, do they specifically say if it's repeatable or not? No. No. Oh, right, that is anyone. new. I was about to say, I was thinking, I was like, oh! Yeah, like I, I personally would have been quite happy giving letting people take resilient more than once. Resilient being where you gain like a half ASI, a plus mm-hmm. one, sorry, to a, uh, and you also gain prof- proficiency in that chosen ability. Yeah, yeah, that one's a, so, that one's a nice one to allow repeat on. But I, I, I would have thought so, but they've said no. Well, that seems a bit. Hmm, fair yeah. enough. Of course, there is something very important to remember. Yes, and we are very, very familiar with this phenomenon. Yes. This is a playtest document, and yes. it's not the game that we're going to see, and the feedback will change this, yeah, yeah. the whole point of it. So, so um, we could give feedback on that. Yeah. You can, yeah. You can, I think they're opening a survey shortly. 20th of October. 20th of October, that yeah. So correct. you can give feedback then. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll say that. We'll be like, hey, make this repeatable, please, and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we kind of covered that. Is there anything else anyone wanted to say about the Playtest document, or are we, are we done? I like what they've done with the Ranger. Mm-hmm. The Ranger was... Like, I would like to have seen it be a bit more explory and a bit more wildernessy, to be honest. 100%, absolutely. But having said that, if they're not... I mean, I, we don't know. We haven't seen the final thing. Maybe they've got like a whole book of exploration and stuff. Well, there's we'll also the spells. The spells, the primal spells are probably all quite naturey, so... Yeah, that yeah. makes them quite wildernessy, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the good thing I'll take about it is that the Ranger no longer has its appalling 10th level subclass feature, which is you can spend your entire action and one minute attempting to hide, which was, I tell you, no word of a lie, that was like just the Ranger ability at level 10, and actually felt worse than nothing. Because <laughs> you're like, 
I will never use this. This is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But then again, it's a plus feature. It's like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm going to get, but it will be more interesting than than that that awful thing that they have. I mean, because you've got to bear in mind, you're comparing that to the rogue's cunning action, which is what they get at second level, which is a bonus action hide. Mm. Like the 10th level full action element to maybe hide. Is mm. not, not. Oh, if you moved, so. by the way, it explicitly said that you no longer stopped being hidden. It's like that was not cool, guys. That was not cool. So yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the priests class group purely for the druid mm. because in my mind mm. the druid is such a flexible uh, class. Like they could be, yeah. I they you could be like a they're like a mage or a priest or a warrior. You know they can do so many different roles in a group depending on how you build them. Yeah. And it's interesting that they've been put in that group. And I don't know if it's just because then there's three of each um, or if they're actually going to change it so that they are more focused on healing and utility. Oh, it's absolutely because there's going to be three of each. What you've also got the artificer that appears in Tasha's Cauldron. Experts. Yeah. 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 And they, and they said that is basically an expert. That's where that will be getting. from. I would hope to see four classes in each of the five potential power groups by which i'm expecting the yeah like make primal its own power group let's have a couple more archetypes archetypical classes sorry in there so you've got cleric and paladin and i don't know some other new classes maybe we could have some new stuff it's only been 20 years 22 years well primal is nature isn't it yeah, and primal. You so got that, druids, that'd be like druid, ranger, maybe. Well, maybe not the ranger. Ranger's an expert, so um, let's well, let's yeah. see. Maybe you could come up with something else. Well, primal, primal isn't a class group, though. If you did do that, you'd have to, well, and druids a priest. You'd have to move everything away from yes. what they currently are. I yes, think, that's what I'm saying. I think I'm, I, I mean divine and primal in the same place. Is it really a separate group at so, that point? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm a well, bit. Fair enough. I'm a bit unsure. Well, I think about the, primal's yeah. more plants and animals. Yeah. yeah, specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, does that should that really be? I mean, I don't know. The divine primal thing is it a actual meaningful split or is it not? I think it is. Then maybe they should have separate class groups. Okay. I mean, they're, they're kind of confusing class groups and power sources there, though. Yeah. I mean, they're two different. They're two different things and two different lists, aren't they? Well, are they? Yes. But uh, I mean, you can say that and. Like I won't disagree with you, but you won't also. I won't also agree with you because, like, I don't think you're really looking. At, I think we're looking at it from different angles. Right. The class groups are experts, mages, priests, and warriors. Correct. The power sources are arcane, divine, and primal. Well, they're they're spell spell um arcane sources, spell sources, and expertise. Expertise isn't a spell source. You're okay. not getting it right. It's a char- sure. it's okay. characteristic. <laughs> sure, no problem. <laughs> yeah, there's three there's three different spell sources. Three yes. different magic sources, yes. and there's four different class groups. That's correct. And expertise is is a, a feature, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, no problem. Anyway, uh, let, let, let's move on. Um, <laughs> well, I think we kind of covered it, really. Yeah. 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 If there's anything else that we needed to bring up, because well, I've pretty much said everything I can think of about it. I think so yep. too. I think yeah. Like I said, I think it's it's more five e. It's not going to be that different. Nothing yeah. in here has me worried, but also nothing here has me excited. Mm. Yeah. But, but, you know, playtest documents are very functional documents. They're not yeah, necessarily yeah. designed. I mean, well, they, have a, they do have a marketing element to them as well, I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. I, what I mean is there's no feat in there. that they've. It's not like they put out a whole range of new feats that I'm like, wow, this is going to change my game. Yeah. I have yeah. inspired so many new characters, which could have happened. They could have chosen yeah. to do that, but they, they haven't. Yeah. Which is it's certainly a clean-up rather than a rewrite, isn't it? Very much so. Yes. Very much yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it is, so. and that's, what, and I think that's right. Yeah, and what what's go- well, I mean, basically, what we're all waiting for is to see what a Wizards of the Coast's take on maneuvers is, which will come with the Marshall class group, because obviously Marshall isn't a power source, even implicitly in any way. But it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Like, is it going to be like a minor spell like abilities? Because last time they did that, people are still mocking like the. Uh, was it the Book of Seven Swords or whatever it was? Nine which was swords, yeah. Book of Nine Swords, yeah. Um, people still mocking it, which seems a bit harsh because it was like, well, now fighters can do a thing. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know. Are they planning on doing that? Are they planning on making 
I hadn't heard they were, but I haven't necessarily I, read everything. Hang, hang on. I'll just check the Discord for the Wizards of the Coast designers group, because obviously I'm in on that. I'll let you know, Russ, yeah? Oh, <laughs> I, thought, can you... I thought from what you were saying, they were, you'd heard they were. Can but, you give um, me an oh, invite God, no, to no, that that's... group, please? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Like, yeah, I'll put one in the show notes so everyone yeah. can get in there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that that is one of the major, major issues which Level Up sought to deal with mm-hmm. because, like, even mid-level I think that would be too marshals. big a change. I think that would be too big a change for what they appear to be doing here. Yeah. I don't think they're, they're making changes that big. Yeah, I mean, well, we can see that. This is another thing I'll say based off this document. From a business perspective, I'm pleased because... It's different enough from level up that both products can continue to exist and have yeah. audiences. So, and also, yeah. I think it's not so different from Five E that it won't be compatible with level up. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's yeah. And so excellent news for DMs yes. Guild as well. Yes. Like a lot of their stuff will still be working. Yes, that's important. Ooh. Too. Yeah. Oh, oh, actually, that is a good point. With the change, it because because I I'd have to I don't know because it's never really been something I'm interested in. But with the change to the Ranger, there's a whole enormous pile. Just imagine an absolutely enormous pile of archetypes mm. created by third parties, which are now no longer compatible. Because... There's going to be some stuff. Yeah, there's going to yeah. be some yeah. stuff. But, but the majority yeah. should be. I think it's not so much compatibility. It's more mm. about the marketing. I think what will mm. happen is people just won't want to buy stuff that's specifically written for one D&D, even if yeah. it is compatible. Mm. So I think a lot of the DMs Guild stuff will just stop. It'll be, it will be technically compatible, but it will just stop selling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Bad time to do archetypes, which is a lot of people. It's not I mean, something I've, like myself. A couple of years. Yeah, it's a couple of years, yeah. It's not. It's not yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what is um, it? 2024, it's coming out? Yeah. Yeah. 5.25 or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Five and a half. We don't know. Anyway, I think we're done. So, should we pack up now? Should we get out of here? Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash Morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. What I'd like is Jeff Goldblum wandering wandering around the house and also Matt Berry wandering around the house, talking all Matt Berry. That would be awesome, too. Matt Berry might get a bit much for me.